Yeah, because the soul is who we are, really. It's our real self. It's our essence. It's pure energy. And everything we are is like because of the soul. If there is no soul, there's nothing. Our soul is our creative energy that's projected into matter. Yeah, we the way we're educated, most of us, is like we're this human being and we're this body. Who I am is this body and my personality and soul. Or maybe it exists, maybe not. And, and, and that's a perspective. But the perspective that we hold here is that, yeah, like Anouk said, we are soul who decides to become human. Welcome to the Alchemy of Transformation podcast. I'm Anouk, a transformational coach, multidisciplinary artist, speaker, and teacher. And I'm Elijah, a multidimensional coach, a transformational artist, speaker, and teacher. We are two source workers deeply connected with our cosmic origins. We are all about incarnating our higher purpose into our lives and helping others do the same. In our discussions, we will share our favorite pieces of wisdom and tools that we personally use to stay aligned and get the best out of ourselves. We hope that you are as excited as we are to deeply explore the mysteries of the multiverse. Are you ready? Let's dive. Hello, beautiful souls. Mm -hmm. Hello, beautiful soul. It is so nice to be here again for a conversation. I don't know why I'm very singy. I might sing a little bit during this podcast. (laughs) There's surely joy related to the fact that we are recording our very last conversation of our first season. So it feels like, I don't know if getting somewhere, but like, like getting to the end of a, of the cycle of something, like being completing something um, that we've been nurturing a lot. So mm-hmm. cool. yeah, it's, it's, it is, uh, it's really nice. That sense of completion like you're saying and I also want to say that don't worry you guys we have season two aligned coming up following right up but uh, for us it was nice to give us a container and a season and a follow-up and a clear structure of what we want to share with you guys and we are completing our first cycle so yeah it is pretty exciting Mm -hmm. I don't know when you are listening to this episode but we are recording it in the spring. So it's like this beautiful energy of beginnings and new cycles. And it also is um, the first week when we published our first episode. Mm -hmm. So it's like this really nice little loop happening right there. Completely, completely with this supportive fire of Aries that lights me up as an Aries myself so I I've also been bursting with creative energy lately so it feels it feels like like sparkly 
Sparkly Anouk, Aries power. I mean, as an Aries, I mean, that's that's probably why Aries have this energy of like, let's go because they bring the spring. We come out of the winter and you guys arrive and you're like, all right, let's do this. Let's get some sun. Let's get some seeds. Let's get some growth. Remove some of the dirt off our shoulder and let's get going. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's it's the very beginning of the zodiac cycle of the zodiac wheel. So it's it's like this necessary fire to to start it up, to, mm -hmm. to have it moving. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> Um, it's uh, really cool today. We're going to talk to you guys about um, almost, you know, it's a big, it is the last episode and it's like the wrap up of the season. And the subject for today is soul and uh, this deep guidance that can come from soul and, and the other aspects of the anatomy of self that we've been talking about of soul and then over soul and guidance. And I, I'm making this link right now that soul is kind of envelopes if you look at our past episodes we've talked about various aspects of the anatomy of self we've talked about the inner child and the higher self and shadow and in a sense all of these reside within soul so here we are wrapping up our first season with the the most beautiful the mega container, <laughs> the, the, the dimension that holds this, the smaller dimensions we talked about. If dimensions are like Russian dolls, one within another, we could say that, you know, the inner child resides within the higher self and, and, in a, and resides within soul. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because the soul is who we are really it's our real self it's our essence it's pure energy and everything we are is like because of the soul if there is no soul there's nothing our soul is our creative energy that's projected into matter um and and that forget about itself for a while so we can really play that game and doing this make-believe fully instead of like, oh yeah, I know I'm eternal. I know that like there's this forever loving place I'm going to come back to. So I don't really care about what's going on on earth because, because I don't have to worry at all. So there is this like forgetfulness um, that happens. So we, we fully play that game. But at the end of the day, this is who we are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, the way we're educated, most of us is like, we're this human being and we're this body. Who I am is this body and my personality and soul. Oh, maybe it exists, maybe not. And, and, and that's a perspective, but the perspective that we hold here is that, yeah, like Anouk said, we are soul who decides to become human. And, and so an aspect of soul goes into being human because soul is so much bigger mm -hmm. than human. Only a little aspect of soul goes into human. Certain aspects of it go into it. And uh, 
and soul has had many opportunities to put in aspects of itself into a body and experiment with with the three dimensionality, the mortality, the duality. Um, but uh, it has had eons of opportunities to play at the game of life on earth or life on under the planet but life in a body that has death <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i i've been i've been listening to um michael newton's audiobook i don't know if you know about him um but his work is like super interesting and he's a hypnotherapist and and kind of by accident, he realized that like even further than reaching the subconscious of people he would put under hypnosis, he could reach their superconscious. So this is kind of his anatomy of self in a way of like we have the conscious, which is about like 5% of what we are aware of. And then like the other 95% of our human personality psyche and under that like if you if you go even below that you can reach a super conscious which is the soul memory the soul consciousness and by putting like a lot of people under deep hypnosis he could kind of like map the spirit world and what happens in the spirit world um in between life and even like while we are incarnating in the certain body so it it really it's it's really eye-opening about like the immensity of of this life and this multiverse and that as you said like as this one human being here and now we are just a small fragment of who we are as a soul being and then like in in this whole multiverse mm-hmm. yeah it's it's it, it can really blow our mind at first like to imagine the bigness of who we actually are and and uh i for me i've always been been i've always felt very touched by by artists who speak from that place mm-hmm. and i've always resisted when i find something that is more mental and and really cuts life in different little elements and separated elements and very small fragmented elements because soul is so vast and has touched so many things and has the ability to to grasp um a big interconnectedness and 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 there's something so dry about things that are made not touching that, not coming from that or not helping us get back to it. I'm I'm a real spirit snob when it comes to creations on earth. Like, I don't know if it's because I grew up in France and they're known to be snobs. <laughs> 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 but, but, you know, like mustard, it's Dijon. It's not that white mustard. You know, I, I do have certain standards, but mm. you can judge me or love me for it. That's okay. But like, I, I encourage people to really allow themselves to, to express themselves from that place, that deeper eternal place. Um, and to look at life from that place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think, I think that we all aim to do so. Um, and we are at a very specific moment at a collective level 
because as I as I mentioned, um, there is this like knowing that that we're gonna forget and that we're gonna play a game and that gonna we're we're gonna take ourselves seriously into that game. And as humanity, we we brought it to like an extreme limit now of like playing full on this game of duality of separatedness. Um, and and why do we do that as a collective? Is that when when we go like the deeper we go into darkness, into separatedness, when we reach out or reach up again to to light, which is enlightenment about, like this remembrance is just way more potent. Um, so ultimately it's it's a game. But as we are like, as I said, in that like collective remembrance and that we brought the game like super far into duality. Um, now when when we embrace this like spiritual path, there is just this like this super magnetic pulling and and this like this deep desire to reconnect with spirit because there is this like we're we're we're, we're lit up literally by this idea of of embodying spirit and really really touch that state of bliss and love hmm. yeah very beautiful what you described and where you brought me at least. Um, I, I, I do hope that it is the case for most people. I'm aware that some people really resist the idea of soul, the idea of life after death, the idea of other lives, the idea that there is more to life than the very calculable Mm -hmm. you know and I feel I've always felt in this lifetime very touched by these people and I always felt it's like I feel like a service to these people and I'm always in this internal dilemma and these people it's so dichotomic I'm so sorry uh, so like that <laughs> you're also uh, saying duality <laughs> yeah I'm full in duality right but and that's it like I feel so called to 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 surf that place of duality where the closed becomes open. Mm -hmm. And it's like this constant little program running internally. How can I respect where people are at while still influencing them, guiding them, whisper the concept that we can open a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So I, 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 I am conscious that there are people who are a bit stuck, but you're totally right, right? Once we surrender, there is just this deep guidance because it's like we're going with the flow of life soul is entirely it goes it go, there's this flow of life that soul is made of and we can feel and when we resist higher realms when we resist life as it is when we resist duality we 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 one have less life force mm -hmm. we have less energy um but when we say yes it comes with the magic of the universe. The universe is this immense mass of consciousness and circuits and flows and, and rivers of energy. And when we say yes to soul, we say yes to that aspect of us who is 
really connected to the flow of life. Mm-hmm. And so we receive guidance, we receive energy, we receive visions, we receive so synchronicities uh, that support our life here on earth. Mm-hmm. 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 Hmm. Yeah, I think that part of like this dilemma you you just talked about is is about looking at ourselves. Um if if I observe a split outside of me, where does this split still exist inside of me? So I, I, I'm witnessing it in the, re- in the reality, right? And at the end of the day, the only being we have power over is our very own self. So if, if I wish enlightenment for you, where do I cut off myself from my very own light still, even though I'm committed to that path? It's like this spiral um, journey mm-hmm. of, of having to visit again and again and again those those split part of us and just um, making ourselves whole again. And, and yeah, wait, I'm going to surf on what you're saying and talk about uh, my understanding of what soul does. I talked about soul cre- extending itself and uh, part of itself into a human body to experience a life a, a mm-hmm. one moment in a specific context a life a little game of this one human elijah the game of elijah i'm playing mm-hmm. elijah do, 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 do. and every time i play the game every life i take on i learn lessons i create debts i create pain i create pleasure I I gain and I give and at the end of this well it's like whatever wasn't resolved whether whatever was stuck whatever was entangled with someone else in a way that wasn't filled with love oh well there's a tally there's a bit of a inventory that that stays there and life after life the soul kind of goes hmm so what what do I have in things that I need to release okay yeah okay so we've killed father a lot of times okay we've we've won at wars oh we've been really generous teachers um okay tak, 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 tak. so for this life I think I'm gonna try and resolve this thing by gaining this by using these skills that I have and then go I go in the game and I try to release certain things and we talk about, like you talk about forgetfulness, you know, like when we're in soul, we have all access of all this information. And when we're human, we forget. And mm-hmm. observing my healing process, I think we forget very purposefully to really reclaim one aspect of us. And if I remember that I'm all omnipotent and all knowing, I'm never going to get caught in that duality. I'm never going to go back to that place where I created an entanglement with universe and where I can release mm-hmm. that entanglement. Mm-hmm. Mm. Completely. Yeah. Our soul, our soul choose, chooses the life and body and time and place to most serve its expansion. So, and some of our major challenges are purposefully chosen. So we are in the like maximum learning experience. Yeah. 
Yeah, and in my case, you talked about healing, like like seeing life from that perspective really helps me surrender and be in acceptance of what is um because i know that at the end of the day if i embrace whatever shows up in my experience and i'm really curious about it and i i do my best to resolve it taking full responsibility this is the like fastest way to to integrate the lesson we need to and 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 move to the next level of expansion Bingo, ding, ding, ding. Mm -hmm. oh, sorry, so the last piece? Oh, I just said, uh, and fulfillment. And fulfillment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. It, it, like to take a moment and, and realize everybody in my life, that my neighbor, my teacher, my friend, my family, they are souls who have, had and will have and are having an immense amount of experiences. And I have potentially met them before and I potentially not. I potentially have unfinished contracts with them mm -hmm. or not. Um, we might actually with one soul have many different entanglements, but in this life, we're gonna work one specific entanglement. Mm. And if we can resolve that one, Maybe we'll try a second one or maybe we'll do it another lifetime. Mm -hmm. Like take a moment and realize that every person we see is a multidimensional fragment of the multiverse that we live in. And they are themselves a portal to so many timelines, so many personalities, so much. And just who our brain filters so much. Mm-hmm because there is so much to this universe to grasp and wow to just to to really take the time to open that way to our life and then I think that really helps bringing lightness a detachment from the game a detachment from the entanglement and instead of being completely stuck in the duality of the unresolved thing with that person I can remember we're two souls doing our best at trying to resolve something Mm -hmm. And that my soul actually might have gifts and resources for me to do this and, and to open to that. Yeah. I want to talk about something else, but I don't want to shift the subject yet. If you have something you want to. All good. Cool. All your flow. Thanks. Well, we, what we want to talk about soul. And one of the things we want to talk about, about soul is, is all right. So it's this aspect of us a much greater aspect of us than our human personality mm -hmm. and it's decided to come and be born and experience things to be both of service to itself by treating karma by learning things but also a service to the collective by taking on certain roles maybe your soul will take on the role of a dictator to support people perhaps learn about power and sovereignty it uh, doesn't mean that soul is bad. It just means that in this one lifetime, it took on a role that was really difficult that will probably be dualized and looked at as a dark soul, a dark, dark person. Mm -hmm. So that's one aspect. What I wanted to bring right now is that as we prepare for this incarnation, well, we're not on our own. We actually have allies on the soul level. Mm -hmm. And on the soul, you know, like there's, can be different allies on different levels but often it is souls 
that we've known for a while and, and we kind of support each other. So life after life, after life, after life, after life. Okay, this time it's your turn to go down and I'll stay up and, mm-hmm. and be your, your ally and remind oh. you of certain things. Which could be called soul family. Um, so there are certain clusters of soul that, that follow each other's for like the foreverness <laughs> of the spirit world. And, and as you said, they, they support each other and they, they show up in like multiple lifetimes, um, in complementary roles as like daughter, son, father, mother, sister, lover, teacher, killer. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like right now you're talking about souls that are incarnating with you in the game. Mm -hmm. And And I was also mentioning souls that stay up and mm-hmm. and remain in the higher in the higher realm so it's like all of these different levels of soul interconnectedness exactly what you said anuk that there are soul families that get born with us and we work out stuff life after life mm-hmm. but i wanted to mention the souls that stay up mm-hmm. to really highlight that we do have guides mm-hmm. that remain in a higher perspective mm-hmm. that are there for us uh-huh. Some people feel shy and, and like, oh, I don't want to bother and, and be a burden upon like angels or spirits. No, they're here for you. Oh, yeah. And actually, like they, they consider we are the courageous one, like incarnating is not the, the easiest part of like the easiest job we can have, like in this whole spiritual journey. Um, so they have like a lot of respect for our courage and and they definitely like they're definitely hyper available to support in whatever way they can on the other side of the veil right so totally never never feel that you're bothering anybody it's like oh yeah they're there more than we think even even if we think they're not there they are just like so respectful of our free will that we we really have to ask and be open to their guidance and help so until until we open the door we're not gonna receive any information it's all about us yeah yeah i i I love two things but what you just said hyper available they are (laughs) hyper available for us i love it i love it I want to make a t-shirt or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I would I would just make a distinction though. Um and I'm I'm um saying it from like Michael Newton perspective of his teaching and what he learned from like this hypnotherapy work. So guides and soul family would be two different things. So according to like what he learned, uh, we have the soul family, which would be like souls of the same level, like kind of same um, age or same level of development. And then our guides, um, we usually have like one main guide that is assigned to us, but I mean, there's more support than that, right? Um, And we we have uh, other teachers and and bonds with other spiritual beings for sure and agreements Uh, of purposes and missions mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but yeah this this guide would be a more advanced spiritual being who really um took us under his or her wings is it an expression i'm 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 translating a french expression but sometimes Mm -hmm. it's like it makes no sense so (laughs) 
my bilingual brain says yes it works okay so our guide <laughs> takes us under his or her wings yeah uh-huh yeah it's so interesting all of the different ways we can map out the subtle world the other world um i do mm -hmm. believe like i said there's so many souls that so many experiences for all of these souls that i do i think that there are many different organizations, literally, you know, just like a government can have different styles of governance or a planet can have different countries with different types of governance. I feel like the soul might have different experiences in history and have throughout life, um, uh, through lives and experiences, uh, will potentially have a different anatomy uh, internally, a different set of allies, a different, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And uh, I really encourage people to not be really black and white or like really trying to pin something down, to be really open to other people's experiences and open to yours and not compare them. Learn from both mm -hmm. um, and, mm -hmm. and be open, yeah. Completely. Yeah. Because even before starting to record, we were like, okay, we're, we're addressing that topic, knowing that we have a limited human perspective. So we are sharing our experience and our truth, but it's in no way, like we still have this linear mind and way of approaching life, uh, which comes with being embodied in the 3d um, and we for sure aim to overcome that and go beyond that. But I mean, it's not perfect and it's subjective. And I think that like our best, our best guidance is how we resonate with what someone says. And if inside there's this like expensive, like, yes. Like I, I have a friend who said like, um, how, how does she, she say that? It's like a full body fuck. Yes. <laughs> so like when, when you have this feeling of a full body fuck, yes, then it's your truth. And there are many different truths. And even, even when we leave this body and go back to the spirit world that we really never leave, there's just a fragment of our consciousness that, that, that is kind of asleep even there I'm not sure we have the full picture like the, the brother big like the only being or entity that has it is God itself <laughs> because another topic we wanted to touch today is the oversoul um and if there are like billions of trillions of soul like they are all like organized in kind of oversoul, so kind of bigger collective consciousness. Um, and there's probably billion of, and trillion of these as well. So and, and such big numbers, yes. Uh huh. And and universe and galaxies and star system that are all like embedded into each other in different like dimensions. So it's it's just impossible to grasp. It's so immense. It's like, if I may, sometimes I imagine uh, humans, the human avatar, the human body, the personality and the experience, like 
a flower on a tree that will bloom to be a fruit. There's that flower is on a branch and that tree has say 750 flowers. Mm -hmm. Those 750 flowers are on the tip of each are on the tip of a branch and each tips of this branch kind of branches into one and then multiple of those branch into one which then creates this thicker branch but that thicker branch if you go back towards the trunk is itself a fork of another branch and another and and so all of this is one tree one tree has all of these flowers that are all of these bodies avatar humans but that tree is itself made of a seed Mm. which it came from another tree that had a, which came from another flower from another fruit that mm -hmm. was a flower that came from a tree like to me that's the immensity of trying to fathom our way back to god it's like there's just so many layers and layers and layers and when we speak of soul it's like we're talking only about the flower the 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 branch intersection the closest to your flower which mm -hmm. itself holds say 10 flowers mm -hmm. so it's very abstract with my words I hope the image was transferred but it, oh, yeah, it is how I feel so like mm -hmm. cool excellent excellent yeah the soul is is the closest to us but then the oversoul is a cluster of souls that we are have mm -hmm. you know in a way and um, uh, the last few years I've had the opportunity to really need to be close to God and do a lot of emptiness work. And, and I feel in my perspective, I was able to, through meditation and experiences, breathing and blah, 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 touch on my soul level and touch on my oversoul level and touch the different quality of consciousness that resides in each of them. And their, their goal, they're, they're, they're why they are, their raison d'etre, each of them is not exactly the same. Like the, the soul, I believe, the way I interpret it personally is that it's very much on the astral level. It is the one that will incarnate in lifetimes and, and, and spaces that are all over time and space. But it is the soul that goes into a body. The oversoul goes into soul. Mm-hmm. 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 So the purpose isn't the same. Completely. But at some point, like our goal, our ultimate goal is go back to source, go back to God, God. And and it's like once in a channeling I was listening to, uh, it was a Yeshua channeling, and he was saying that enlightenment like from this 3D perspective, we feel like enlightenment is a movement upwards, but it's actually a movement from the outside towards the center. Uh, because if we envision God, our source, as the main sun, the main star, like the original spark of consciousness that just like expanded, expanded, and expanded in, in the multiverse that we're exper experiencing now, as fragment of consciousness, we went further and further and further from the center so we could experience duality. And from this like unique perspective, we would gather as a fragment of God and form the main, the main sun, the main source. 
And from this, like, from the farthest we can reach, then make our way back to the center, to our origin, to God. So this is what enlightenment is about. And this, like, this back and forth movement that we're going to do forever, because it's the only thing we have to do, (laughs) (laughs) is, is always reaching farther and is always, like, bringing new information always creating new possibilities and and contributing to the expansion of the multiverse yeah but at some point when we merge again with god's consciousness they're gonna have another fragment of god that's gonna ask to be born as a new soul or as a new oversoul or as a new whatever to to experiment yeah yeah i'm 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 stuck with this analogy of the tree and the flowers and i'm translating what you're saying into that and i'm just thinking of flower that lives for a season when the tree lives for a very long time so to the Mm -hmm. flower the tree's soul is like this really big and reverent thing and the oversoul and it lives for how many seasons mm-hmm. it's forever and and then that flower given the right opportunity of pollinization and sun and will turn into a fruit which will then create that seed which is almost like god mm-hmm. it, it is the seed that created the tree that created the flower to 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 the flower the seed is god it is the point of origin of the first expansion and what will the flower do it will become a fruit which will have seeds in it Mm -hmm. yeah and although they look very similar i mean if we keep going with that example of the tree if it's an apple tree it's always going to be an apple flower and an apple seed and stuff like giving an apple giving an apple seed um but it's never gonna be the same it's it's always gonna be a unique like exemplar like unique sample thank you (laughs) of the multiple expression of what can be an apple an apple Mm. flower Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then again, pollinization can cross pollinate certain things. Mm-hmm. And, and we learn from each other. From we and learn, I mean, we adapt to each other and transform who we are by that new information that comes from the other. Completely, because it's yeah, that's so important what you what you've just said, because it is a collective journey. Like we we take we are an individual, but we will never exist if we don't have a mirror, if we don't have a reflection, if we don't interact. I can see myself because I see you. Um, and, and we are I, forming each, each other. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't okay. mean to interrupt you, but I was going to say, I can also see myself thanks to, to you and the others that create a context upon which I will show up in a certain way. I am. Um, I can be everything and anything, but every moment I am slightly something specific. And that specific can only create be created in that context that is given to me. And 
in the sense that, for example, in a circle of friends, I, I'm seen as, uh, I'm going to invent, this is completely fictitious, but just to kind of bring it to, to, to common understanding. In this circle of friends, for some reason, at some point, I did something, a mistake, or somebody said something about me, and they don't necessarily like me, and, and, and they're not open to me. And so in this place, I am the person who is in a place where there's no allergic circulation and maybe I see my jealousy or maybe I see my acceptance or whatever. And maybe in another circle of friends, um, they see me as somebody who has more knowledge than them. And every time I come, they're like, oh, wow, amazing. And I'm naming these two contexts because in each of them, I have an opportunity to show up in a specific way. And, and, and if it wasn't for these people, I wouldn't have this opportunity. If I am left alone on my mountain and feel God, I am but divine. Mm -hmm. But if I go down my mountain into the city and I'm hungry and I ask for help, I am a beggar. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like on, on earth in this body, we really get to experience all of this relativity that mm -hmm. forces our ego and our personality to, to experience life and, and experiment with all of these different things. Um, I think a lot about this these days because I've worked so much on deconstructing what I created as a personality as a child and a teenager that sometimes I really access this place of no oneness. I'm no one truly. And then I see who shows up in different situations and I'm fascinated. I'm like, whoa, there's this aspect of me that just showed up. And do I like it? Do I not like it? What do I do with it? What does soul want me to do with this? How do I bring soul now to, to do what it needs to do right now? Mm -hmm. um, and to recognize that each of these situations and contexts might not be random. They might be actually weave after weave after weave, experience after experience after experience, building a muscle that soul is trying to build. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's like adopting that perspective is so supportive when it comes to like integrating shadow. We had a whole episode about it, but whenever like- Episode eight. Uh-huh. Whenever- something shows up in our experience that we don't like it's usually a projection of what we don't accept about ourselves yeah. so whenever we we take this broader perspective of oneness and there's nothing right or wrong there's just experience and whatever is experienced right now is for expansion it's way easier to embrace, embrace the shame, embrace the guilt, embrace the anger and surrender to it and feel it and release it. And then be able to go through that veil and experience the next level of reality. Mm, you're reminding me of an episode, uh, an episode, a, a video I have on YouTube on my channel that speaks about karma. And at some point I mentioned how um, the way karma works is like right now, the life, what I am perceiving, what I'm receiving from life is the fruits of the karma that I planted in the past. And so I did something in the past. Oh, it left an imprint. It's echoing back now for me to resolve and how I respond to the situation creates my karma for tomorrow. 
Mm-hmm. E- either by you know uh, de-entangling something right now, or uh, maybe the karma showed up exactly when I was not available to be soul-oriented, and I am just creating more, mm-hmm. <laughs> more charge on top of it, so that we'll have more to work with next time. So, so it's 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 kind of nice to be in the present moment, every moment, every moment, every moment, and have a practice of being spacious, of bringing soul, bringing God, bringing love, bringing expansion of consciousness, so that life will inevitably bring me back my karma, and hopefully, I'll be in a uh, right mind, uh, not right from wrong, but aligned mind mm-hmm. to receive it and and be in a in a most you know optimal space to 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 know what soul slash god wants me to do at that moment Mm -hmm. yeah and the more we release karma the more we can be in creation in pure creation and don't get me wrong like all this karma we've accumulated throughout lifetimes now like have been our teachers and now from all those experiences we get to choose consciously what do I want to experience and because I've experienced suffering now I know what I don't want to experience but first I have to accept that it's been my creation and do the right choice or the choice that allows me to release and be fully here and now and it's at a collective level like this this time this particular time is really about like like choosing if we if we um si on embarque if we embark is it the word yeah sure if we get on the train yeah for for another cycle or if we uh, if we release it and and create a whole new different reality, Gaia is ascending towards the 5D and we get to decide now if we remain on a version of Gaia that remains in the 3D or if we take the train and ascend with her. And this is an epic ride and this is an intense ride because all like this acceleration makes that all those past stories are showing up like in an intensified and accelerated way. So it can it can feel like a lot, but there's so much bliss that we can experience if we just like take it on. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like giving other words to what you just said because I I, I, talking about vibration it's like soul is on a higher vibration than my human mind and for all of us as a collective to go to the 5d it means vibrating at that higher vibration and so to to do that we need to clear our shadow. We need to clear our lower field, our, my human field, my, my unresolved emotion, my, my mental blockages, my shadow, my, my wounds, my defense mechanism. These are the things that are kind of, kind of, you know, like clogs. They're the energy of, of life is going through a bunch of traffic of unresolved stuff. And, and so it slows down. 
And because mm -hmm. we're slower down, we're in slower consciousness. And then therefore we're not so much in the soul level in the higher level of the 5D. So, so it's like we're purging. There's more energy, there's more fire, there's mm -hmm. more light highlighting the dark. And it's like in our face, in our guts, in our hormones, in our governments falling down. And like it, it's, you know, it's scary, but it's a purification process so that we may liberate ourselves from, from, from the clumps and, and have access to more space because our field is bigger. Our mm -hmm. soul is, is more incarnated mm -hmm. and we can now vibrate on a higher level, not just individually, but as a collective. And then all of the systems that fell apart can now be re rebuilt or maybe they didn't fall apart. Maybe they were changed, transmuted, right? Some stuff fell apart for something truer within it to rise, right? To a mm -hmm. higher vibration. Sometimes it is total destruction and it's a whole total reset, but mm -hmm. that's very hard. If we can have a smoother transition, that's also available to us. Mm -hmm. But if we resist, it will persist. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when it gets hard. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And in, in, in that journey, there, there's a lot of fear because we are so attached to what we know and getting rid of what we know to embrace a new paradigm is like, what, what's, what's waiting for me on the other side of that door? Um, but ultimately it's like this, um, Stockholm syndrome of like being, being like in love with our oppressor in, in a way of like being attached to our suffering because this is what we know and we feel like it's our comfort zone. But if we, if we, uh, see all knows, if we dare if we dare step out of this of this comfort zone like what what waits for us on the other side is is more of what we really are as a soul i'm reminded of our round table episode where we look at our capacity to identify like aspects of us that might be driving our vehicle and being able to put them on the round table where we can be more mm -hmm. in a conversation, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like when we're resisting, when we're scared of the unknowns because we're really attached to this thing. But maybe if we can take the time to identify those things and put them at the round table and look at them and have a conversation with them, mm -hmm. that in itself just creates more space. Mm -hmm. And the more we practice, detaching from things and putting them in a world of conversation mm -hmm. I think the more the easier it gets the more guidance we can receive and the more training we get at being in that knowing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in trying to not control but to be observant and in a conversation with life Mm -hmm. yeah and like in a compassionate relationship with ourselves of like that's okay to be scared like this this relationship with the inner child we've we've talked a lot about that and it's it's both our medicine so approach those 
resisting parts as as a child that is cared like helps create this like safe container to be like this is okay to be scared but this is actually good for you so I'm gonna I'm going to reassure you, but I'm going to give you also this little push. So you keep going because I know that getting out of like this comfort zone will actually be um, expensive and make you grow. And often there's this like fear of losing, losing a relationship, losing a job. Um, But what if what waits for you on the other side is something even greater, even better? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Scared of losing. And one of the things that came up when you said that is some of us have the fear of losing the freedom to not be responsible. Mm -hmm. Right. To not take responsibility. A lot of us have been shown how to be a victim. Mm-hmm. and have been shown that it's okay to identify as a victim. And, and what I mean by that is that ultimately it might be hard to say, but we are a creator on a deep, deep, deep level. If we come into a situation that is really hard, it's such a hard conversation to have, but I'm going to rewind. Taking responsibility for one's life is really, really hard. And and some of us have been trained to not find those resources that tell us I have resources within me. And in this situation, yeah, I'm really having a hard time expressing this and I apologize because I do not want to diminish those who are in pain and those who are suffering. Mm-hmm. I really do not want to, I am, I want to come from a place of empathy, mm-hmm. but from a higher level consciousness empathy, mm-hmm. where I am sorry if you're having a hard time, but I in, encourage anyone who's going through a hard time observing where somehow this was created and that if you can open to deeper inner resources and also release the person or the situation upon which you put on the blame of the situation mm-hmm. and see where you can regain power mm-hmm. so i'm thinking for example <clears throat> of an adult who had a difficult childhood with perhaps an abusing abusive father and abusive mother and had to survive through that and created defense mechanisms and so some of the personality was created with I have a dysfunctional parent and it hurt me and then as an adult is very attached to that aspect of the personality that I went through this and I went through that and um and I can't trust I can't this or that or the other because of that situation but that in itself can really filter life and 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 not 
allow us to be in touch with what's really going on because we have this filter of I have been a victim and in some way I remain a victim mm -hmm. and some of the work that is asked is to see where you're holding on to things to aspect of a story that is keeping you small mm -hmm. when you're actually an infinite being with ultimate powers Mm -hmm. I think that one thing that really helps to to get this like victimhood pattern that most of us have until we decide to take responsibility <clears throat> and keep having compassion for ourselves and for other because it's not like pointing at pointing at pointing out finger and be like oh this is all your fault it's like let's see it from this from the quantum mechanics so from the quantum physics perspective, the reality we experience is our projection completely. The physical reality is a mirror of what I hold inside. And what do I hold inside? I talked, I mentioned it briefly at the beginning, but we have the conscious, the subconscious, and then the superconscious. Our conscious is... Um, mostly our ego. It's our personality. It's our awareness of here and now. And it's what makes us like functioning uh, in our daily life. So it's about five to 10% of my awareness. And all- Can you repeat what you just said? There was a funny internet. Glitch? Blah, 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 blah. Okay. So I said that um, I was talking about the conscious and that it it represents the ego and that it's it's like- it's like my mental that makes me function in my daily life. And it's my, my moment to moment attention. And below this five to 10 percent awareness, there is this 95 to like 90 to 95 percent that's located if it's somewhere <laughs> in the subconscious. And this is, this is the automatic, automatic pilot. So as you said, all our early childhood memory, the first seven years of our lives, um, is what create our main program and what makes us, uh, what, what create this like frame up upon which we perceive reality, often at the very unconscious level, but it doesn't change that. It, it is the program that makes me create and I have the choice to keep repeating the same patterns again and again and again, or just accept that I, as a soul, I chose a life, I chose a family, I chose a body, and most, like the vast majority of the experiences I had as a child, I chose them as a soul because I knew that it was for the greater expansion that it was for learning um, and that I had the resources to overcome it and then get the lesson, integrate the lesson, like, and see and release again and again and again, embrace with compassion, see the child as many times as needed. And it, the journey lasts for years, so be prepared. <laughs> Uh, but in this taking responsibility, it's like this 
door open on what really fulfills the soul real that is really aligned with our deepest longing like and not longing of like of like luxury and materiality like longing of like heartfelt experience we want to live like in in relationship and as like in embodying purpose right so very cool thank you for that mise en context this kind of context making again like I feel I, I love our conversations because we just keep hinting at the same thing with just all the angles possible, all the <laughs> language possible. <laughs> <laughs> and it often reminds me, you know, of, of it, it often helps me with my own life. Mm. I know in reflecting and, and the things that I I'm working on and, and uh, yeah, it was um, very cool once again to, look at my own patterns created very young that are the basic programs that I have been deprogramming and then just getting more and more in touch with. And I just wanna reiterate that it is hard at first and it may take a very long time to look at one element, but the more we do it, the more it becomes really quick and the more we can catch ourselves. It might be, our first programming that was created from zero to seven years old, it might be deep in there, but the more we see it, the more we can be compassionate with who we are at those moments. And uh, I just feel like sharing right now these days, I feel like I'm deeply reprogramming who I am as a student, who I am in society. And my first imprint was with a parent, with two parents who were more or less present to me mm -hmm. and, and allowing me to like have support and, uh, you know, do your homework or have you done this? Or uh, there was a very none, no structure. And so I kind of created it with myself at a young age from a place of survival. And now here I am recreating it and catching myself when I'm coming from a place of survival because I'm a student again, after so many years. And, and, and so I'm using this opportunity to really see how I run my energy. And it is like, it is like uh, school on top of school. You know, I, I am retraining myself and uh, it's really cool. It's mm -hmm. like pretty wild. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I really hope everybody feels that deep self-compassion of, of allowing themselves to create the life they want by seeing where they got caught up in a life they didn't want and created beliefs from that about how life is and mm -hmm. release them mm -hmm. and it's like I wouldn't say it's like the harder path but it's the path of th that is energetically more demanding because running on the automatic pilot is 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 very like low energy consuming because we are designed in a way that whenever we create habits, we don't have to think about it anymore. And when we have to be aware, be present, it's it's more energy consuming. And I, I can observe myself sometimes and just see how lazy I am 
to invest energy in new way of thinking and new way of being because the old way is just easier. It's what I know. I can do it like eyes closed without even thinking about it. So sometimes it's only a matter that we are just lazy. <laughs> right. Yeah. And lazy almost sounds negative, but it's almost just like inherently, I think we go with the least energy demands, you know, demanding behavior. And yeah, oh, yeah. It's enlightenment uh, requires effort for sure. It requires interruption of the mm -hmm. automatic. Mm hmm. Yeah, we're just designed in a way to just save as much energy as we can because energy, like using energy means needing more hunting, <laughs> like literally from our human device. So it's it's a hard wiring of like seeking seeking energy um um saving. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and because what it's demanding of us. Is the, is to be and is to be. I am responsible for me, mm -hmm. right? Like, I'm. I am born. I am in society. I am trained to go to school and to get certain skills. And if I do that well, I get a job. I'm supported by a system. Everything taught me to uh, be a good student, sit on my chair, not move too much. I, 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 I'm given guidelines and I train myself to be in a certain way. Um, we were not trained to, oh, wait, are you feeling an emotion? Why don't you go inside and see its source? Where does it come from? Oh, yes. This is how you can release this specific type of emotion. I am educating you in liberating that energy flow and use it for creation. Mm -hmm. No, we are taught to keep that down and to pile on top of it, all these mechanisms to not feel what's actually going on. Because if I feel what's going on, I might not be as uh, good, as uh, productive, as excellent as, as I'm being asked to be. Mm -hmm. And uh, yes, yeah, so it's not, we're just lazy. We're deeply trained to not create havoc. Mm -hmm. Completely, completely. But I know at a soul level that this is shifting every second. The more the more we take responsibility as an individual, the more impact we have on the collective because we are closely like intrinsically related to the collective consciousness. So, and I think so are good. So yeah, whenever whenever we do the inner work, it's it's reflected in the outside outside, and we're more and more and more people doing it, and aware of of how our institutions operate. So I'm I'm pretty sure that in like 10, 20 years from now, what we know at the collective level and our education and the way we function as societies will be completely different. Uh huh. Yeah, well, I certainly hope so. And one thing that, you know, is as, as we clear those things and we get closer to soul in its truer expression, we get literally bigger. Our energy field gets bigger. Our impact into the collective gets bigger. Mm -hmm. and, and then the collective itself populated by all these people who are now in these bigger bodies that can receive higher waveforms 
now more and more of the collective has individuals that are made of these bigger beings. So the collective will just grow and keep getting bigger. Mm-hmm. Like we again, we often think of this body, and then we talk about soul like this abstract thing. It's a freaking electromagnetic field. Mm-hmm. It's real. It's a field of consciousness that we tap into. Our field expands when our heart and our brains are connected. Mm. When our brain allows itself to be connected to the power of the heart, mm. our field expands. Mm-hmm. And that means we have an impact on our environment and we can feel our environment even more. And we receive more data and we mm. are becoming more able to organize that in a more coherent way on a larger sense. So like, yeah, soul can come into this reality and expand and bust everything. And um, like you've mentioned astrologically right now, it's in our favor. Is it Pluto? Oh, I'm so bad with this. Pluto in Aquarius? Pluto is ingressing Aquarius today in the first time in more than like 200 year, 200 years. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah, means I, busting our spiritual understanding. Busting, right? Um I I I'm not I don't know Pluto enough to yeah, to say anything about it. Um but it's it's definitely something huge. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And sorry I, for the tease, folks. <laughs> but you have yeah, to Google it. <laughs> if if you're teased, yeah, it's just like a trigger so you can do some more researches for yourself. Um, there's there's a lot of like guidance and wisdom to go get there. But if mm-hmm. if we stay in our topic, um, we we were talking about um how we impact the collective as an individual whenever we we do this spiritual inner hard work. But what I wanted to mention is that we we are also allowed to be selfish and just see what are the benefits for us as an individual if we do that work. Because it's like we are saying that, yeah, it's it's like energy consuming and it's a conscious choice and it, we have to like explore a shadow and, and explore our old traumas. But what what happens when we do that work is that we align with our soul and there is there is a divine plan plan for every single of us. And what is this plan about? It's about perfect health, perfect relationships, perfect self-expression and perfect wealth. So if if we clear our field, if we clear our device and we align with our soul and we let the voice of our soul guide us, what awaits for us is, is, is the perfect life we can imagine. Because if I can dream about it, it's, it's that it is available to me. So isn't it exciting? It really is. <laughs> it really, really is. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, we are powerful creators. We are creators of our misery, but we're also creators of our abundance. And this, this universe is designed so we can create whatever we want. It's all about choosing and opening the, the right doors. Mm-hmm yeah 
Let there be upon this planet a deep, deep, deep peace. Mm. Where you see I am your brother, you are my sister, we are one. Mm. Yeah, and maybe I feel like we're... Another me. We're almost complete, but this, this heart piece you mentioned is a huge piece because we have an actual brain. We have multiple brains in our bodies. Like this head centered brain is like, we now know that it's not accurate. We learn to live from our head, but it's not, it's not the way of connection. Our head is more about like problem solving, but we are much more than problem solvers. Um, and the intelligence of the heart is the intelligence of relatedness, is the intelligence of unity. And the heart um, energy center is, in, in my understanding, in my experience, the one that directly connects me to the wisdom of my soul. So whenever I have a question, whenever I need guidance, if I, if I make silence within and I really listen to what my heart say, it gives me my answer. And more than often, it's like, okay, I'm getting that answer, but is it is scary to do that, to take that path, to break the, like the old habits, right? But it's, it's what, what's leading me towards this blissful life I talked about. So... Mm. be bold my friends yeah <laughs> it's aries season mm -hmm. <laughs> when we're recording this so who knows when you're listening uh -huh. you can take on some of that by li little vibration you mm -hmm. magician Com completely <laughs> mm, when you were talking just now i was like oh i know you need to create a meditation to connect to the heart to get soul guidance mm. Mm. Mm, that'd be so awesome Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it feels like you brought us to this beautiful place of wrapping up because we talked about, you know, opening to our guidance to connect to soul. And that's kind of what you did. You're going to give us a pathway, the heart, mm -hmm. go into your heart, open the heart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Make a life that creates from the heart. Mm -hmm. rather than from the head if the head is a problem solver the head might look for problems <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh yeah mm. well so it would be the completion of our first season mm. um i don't know if you dear soul listener if you listen to it in a linear way but like in whatever way you listen to it huge thank you from the heart for for sharing this adventure with us and definitely stay tuned because we might take a little pause um to create more behind the scene um but it's yeah it's the end of one chapter and we're grateful for you joining for this adventure mm. 
oh, it was such a wonderful time to be with you guys finally and to be with Anouk and to be with God and source and soul and just bathe in those undulations, hoping that they were shared all the way to you and to your cells and activate your deep soul memories in your DNA. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You are creator and I hope you remember. Sure. And as we mentioned, we are sharing our very unique, limited perspective. And we we hope that you learn from what we are sharing, but we are also very open to learn from you and hear for, from you and please share your own very unique perspective with us and make it the conversation. Mm -hmm. Because it's all about conversation, right? The heart, it's all about connected. And, uh, and the way we connect is through conversation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Be our mirror. Mwah. Mwah. So take care, beautiful souls, and we'll talk to you soon. Hey, wasn't that interesting? What did you think? We certainly hope that something opened up for you and that you know and love yourself even more. We surely want to witness your insights and transformation. So please share with us what you got out of it. You'll find our social media links in the description. Stay tuned for the next alchemical conversation. Take care, beautiful star being.